Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to the final Beacon broadcast of the season. I'm your host, Bobberton. And joining me, we have Daft Prodigy. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Don't touch me! It's okay. It's gonna be okay. We have Zextrin. Hello, everyone. I'm destroyed inside. And we have Grant. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so a three-year-old on an airplane. I, got I wasn't aware we, we had to do our it. crying intros. I did. I would if we I had ha- known, I would have had one prepared in advance. Uh, <laughs> we yes. had Daft, who was crying, and then I'm dead inside, and then just screaming, <laughs> internal screaming, <laughs> three types of grief. Trust and me, I'm that, screaming on the inside. Let's get into thoughts on the episode. Uh, it was really dark, and I had to hold my breath. I await the sweet release of death. Like, I was already destroyed by the fact that it was going to be 28 minutes. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure there's no other show or anything out there where the final episode is literally seven times longer than the pilot episode. Or like the first, you know, the first season, was, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was watching with a friend and he kept going, there's 16 minutes left. And I was like, just let it be over. <laughs> 28 How much more can they grind my heart into like, dust? <laughs> it was Dexter, like a would you movie. say it's 28 fucking minutes? 28 fucking minutes! <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Marvel um, movie. You have to wait till the end too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They after the credits. Scene. credits. I, well, they I, had credits you know, scenes I, on the other two volumes as well. Yeah. I was making a stupid Shizno reference with "It's really dark" and I had to hold my breath. But seriously, that was super dark, and I actually gasped several times. I, so. oh, yeah. I screamed when when yeah. John kissed Pira. Or they, when they kissed, I literally, uh, you could hear through my house, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and my mom came up and asked me to be quiet. No. <laughs> I was screaming and, and then she died. crying and I was like gasping. Grant's and mom? I was, I was shouting, yeah, I was shouting, no, no, Ruby, save her. I mean, I, I did a live I was convinced Ruby was so going to save her. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, 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 like, I, I, when I saw Ruby running up, I was like, no. Ruby's going like, to get there just season... in time to see her die. <laughs> season uh, one, episode eight. <laughs> running up walls. And then, <laughs> shout out to my soul, which is now crowded. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, when, when Pyrrha gets shot in the heart, all the fans go, shut their heart and Ruby's too late. <laughs> oh, wow. But no, when 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 all the fans uh, saw Pyrrha get shot through the heart, I imagine like half of them are like, well, how she's going to get out of this one? How could this happen <laughs> yeah, to isn't me? Isn't it nice how Pyrrha transformed into a f- swarm of fireflies and then flew away from yeah, the cinder? So I thought that was on. great. I yeah. found the funniest, the funniest, re- uh, the funniest thing I've seen uh, so far was um, not too long ago, Esu Ruby Desu took a recording of my voice where I did the Game Grumps speech where he's like, you know, you gotta draw a line in the sand, you gotta make you gotta a statement. Yeah, well, somebody took, somebody took that, that animation that he did for that of Ruby, Same. and he put, <laughs> and they put it to Ruby going, "What is this? <laughs> what is this? Oh my what god! Is fucking this! 
Christ. Oh my God. I love this fandom. Yeah. I, no, and it was funny because so it was literally me. No like, chill. yeah, that was literally how I responded to that. <laughs> I love it's a red hair. It's the red hair. It's a curse. That's my favorite post along. <laughs> Protect yeah. Nora. Yeah, Protect and then, Nora yeah, 2K16. <laughs> Nora and Scarlet. Oh, yes. Protect Scarlet as well. <laughs> All the teams had a... The redheads died, but the new team is Team Orange. No, it's injured. <laughs> I thought it's Ranger. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, source, but, but Rain wins that one. The team t- injured. The t- <laughs> T-H-L-I-X is the one who posted the redheads. Protect them. It's a curse. Dude, when everyone got confirmed dead, I was like... No, no. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about Roman. They're not dead. No. You know, I was really upset when Roman died, but I'm like, whatever, you know, I was making jokes about it. And when Penny died, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I was making jokes about it. But then Pira died, and I was super just destroyed. Oh, yeah. I was sad. I'm still sad. I was so I am death. disgusted. Pira's death hurt, it hurt. in a way yes. that the other ones didn't. Like, didn't Roman was a villain. He got nommed. It was, it was like, ironic and funny. But Pira, or I'm sorry, and Penny, it's like, you know, Penny's dead right now, but Penny's a robot. Penny can be rebuilt. Um, we can rebuild right her, make her stronger, faster, etc. <laughs> but Pira, precious cinnamon roll Pira, who didn't deserve any of this, just decided that she was going to try to be a hero, and the reason she failed is because she wasn't a leading team protagonist. Why does one just slap some white hair on her and just say, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> This is all hilarious to me because I don't get sad from film and TV. Normally, I don't either. Like, at least not when character deaths happen. I'm like, ah, whatever. Sure, that's funny. I'll I'll, I'll be sad for, like, a day, and then I'm get over it. But I'm still sad. Yeah, no. Still no effect on me. I'm cackling watching everyone crumble around me. He's just like you, and he's evil. He's evil as shit. It's so good. I love being an emotionless robot. Dude, all right. Let's, it's let's, so entertaining. I, I want to get it's, onto this. I'm like, so excited. I feel like it, it. it's important sometimes to have at least some degree of separation. Like, we need to remember, this is a Rooster Teeth show. It was going to get to the point where they started breaking our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> In, like, terrible uh, and horrific ways. I don't like ways. it. No, it was this gonna is not happen. turning to RVB. Swi- Dude, switch, over to, switch over to the George R. R. Martin fandom and just oh, be yeah. like, if you <laughs> name your favorite character, Dude, they will die. She's just like church. Like, I think put the church quote in and I was like, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they ate that a bitch like, with the- no. <laughs> Cinder shoots Pira in the, in the chest with an arrow and goes, the Salem send their regards. Yeah, fuck off. So. All right, so. So, yeah. Next like, season, of, what do we think is going to happen? Oh, all right. I'm terrified for more character deaths. I don't want my babies to die. I'm expecting at some point Ruby is going to say, let's get the band back together. Oh, <laughs> So which 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 characters are gonna band up together first? Like Blake's fucked off somewhere. Yang Blake's is having you know off. she has PTSD. She's depressed. I want Team Sun to come in. And then there's Team Ranger, which is going to Atlas to get wife. No, they're going to. Where are they going? They never explained. I thought they were going after Cinder, who she's went. Dead. No, she's Cinder's she's like dead. frozen I, on top I of thought, the tower. I, thought, she she, I thought they were going to find Ozpin. No, they were going to find Weiss. <laughs> At the end yeah. of the thing, they were gonna go. They were like they were like Atlas is alive. Long way away or something like that, right? Or Haven. Or Haven. Eventually they're gonna have to hitch a ride on a boat or a plane or a sea monster. <laughs> sea monster. Let's not have them hitch a ride on the sea monster. 
So they're going to Atlas to get Weiss. Mm-hmm. I'm actually anticipating something pretty interesting between Yang and Blake. Um, not just for the bees, but uh, <laughs> you know, we've sort of had suggestions of like a Beauty and the Beast sort of thing going on between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I think that Blake is finally get up the courage to go to Yang, and she's going to find that Yang has become an extremely disagreeable recluse who wants nothing to do with her. And meanwhile, Yang will be trying to deal with loss both of her arm of her mother of Blake and I have some other ideas on um where that'll go very but I don't important talk question too long since it's now canon that we know for sure crow can transform into an actual literal crow we can crow Bronwyn Bronwyn literally means crow mm-hmm. he's crow crow, crow. crow. Yep. yeah crow crow can turn into a crow <laughs> you know some people were speculating that like earlier this season and I was like that's Which means too Raven no, I that, I actually agreed with them. And so ever since I saw that post, I was like, yeah, Crow and Raven can probably shapeshift into birds. And I just accepted yeah, it I, as I was fact sort of expecting, to the point that yeah, when it was okay. actually revealed at the end of volume three, I wasn't even surprised. And I was like, what? Oh, man, that was, Everyone that didn't like, realize that? That? Was like, that was like me and Ironwood cyborg parts. Like I made a gift yeah. set and talked about Ironwood cyborg parts before they were revealed. And then I reblogged it right before that episode came out. And I was like, crap, people are going to think I'm spoiling it. I had just forgotten that they had never talked about Ironwood cyborg parts. <laughs> But anyway, as I was saying, I didn't finish real quick, real quick. Uh, so since oh, it's now, you know, canon that Crow can transform into a bird, we can infer that Raven can also transform into a bird. And since Raven mm-hmm. is Yang's mother, when is Yang going to turn into a bird? I mean, Yang has Crow's semblance. <laughs> I believe I can fly. Except she's going to turn into a bird with one wing. That'll be fucked uh, up. Uh, <laughs> you're evil. All right, I want to say this before we get on topic of her. On the topic of the Shaolongs, I want to see Tai Yang kick the fucking ever-loving shit out of Adam, just please, please. You don't hurt my daughter. You saw what happened when Yang sees her partner. You see what happens when a partner gets hurt. I want to see what happens when a daughter gets hurt. Mm. Yeah, voice by Shaolong rage. Yeah, he's voice dragon. Yeah, he's voiced by Bernie Burns, the deadliest dad ever to dad. Yeah. Um. So I I want to see like angry Papa Bear. You saw you saw Bernie yelling on the podcast. Remember? Did you ever see ever see that when he oh yeah uh, yelling to shut the fuck up? I want to see that Bernie rage embodying Yang Shao Long when he sees Adam. Or like, I want to see like Yang like, that's the man who hurt me, dad. And he's like, get him. I find it kind of hilarious that when faced with extreme loss of both an arm, a mother, and now a a best friend slash maybe lover, shout out to the bees, and a sister, that Yang falls to the one role model that she has had for loss in all of her life. And that is becoming a recluse and not showing up for anything. Just like Tai Yang. Whoops. Well, I mean, Tai Yang. Actually, go ahead, Daft. So, remember last season how Yang started having dreams about Raven? Mm. I think that those dreams are going to continue here, and that's going to prompt Yang to start talking to Tai Yang about Raven and what happened, and maybe they will sort of lean on each other and try to get out of their loss together, or at least come to terms with it together, and that this will both lead to Tai Yang being less distant, and to Yang taking Crow up on his offer to help her track her mother down. 
Possibly, but again, you gotta remember the Taiyang. Some people have been theorizing that he's the Cowardly Lion to match the Crow and the, the Tin Man Aww. and Ozpin. Yeah, but the yeah, interesting thing about the Cowardly Lion was that in the end, he always did the courageous thing. It was that he hesitated, you know, uh, and he screwed up sometimes, but the courage was inside him all along. He just needed to find it. Okay, so we on that topic of Wizard of Oz, do we know who the new girl is at the end? Salem. Because yeah. is, is she the Wicked Witch? I assume. Okay. I uh, mean, the I Salem witch trials, so... Trials, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. I want want Taiyang to just be, like, more father. Can I just say really quick, on the topic of Salem, a while back we were talking about, on this podcast, a sort of humanoid grim. And (laughs) I would just like to point out... She is. ...that she looks a lot like a grim... I, I have been I have been waiting for the leader of the bad side to be revealed as like a humanoid grim. I have a lot of like meta theories about that that I probably shouldn't go into for the sake of saving you all from crackpot hell. But yeah, I was I was very pleased. I, I was worried for a little bit that it was gonna shout that Raven was the the big bad. I was like and I didn't want that to happen. I didn't think I didn't think it made any sense. I was just a little bit disappointed that she wasn't. But I was happy to see that as uh, Chirpy had guessed originally um, and I very quickly latched onto him was that she was the Wicked Witch was being voiced by Narrator Lady and that Narrator Lady was actually evil and hey it turns out Narrator Lady is actually very evil. I originally <laughs> thought that because in the very first episode she did sound really sinister but it's been so long that I'd forgotten about it and now when it happened it mm. was a real pleasant surprise. Yeah. Although I was kind of holding out hope that Raven would turn out to be the big bad. I mean she's got the grim mess going on as well so what's the deal with that Mm -hmm. i have a feeling that raven is crow's counterpoint in the big bad hierarchy oh i thought like maybe she's part of the inner circle along with cinder yeah like awesome where sister fight where crow is sort of the knight of ozpin uh, raven is sort of the knight of salem which is why she has access to what looks to be uh salem's power um, oh yeah, the, the grim portals with the with the grim portals and with um, Cinder's grim glove bug thing. I think <laughs> that um, Daff's theory with the Mother Nature, Father Time, which is now I guess the Wizard and um, the Wicked Witch, the Wicked Witch, is there are opposing hierarchies. Similar to what you would have on, I don't know, a chessboard. Oh, a chessboard. <laughs> the queen that, has pawns, yeah. That theory has never <laughs> <Yeah>. been made. <laughs> Ever. Um, what yeah. an unusual metaphor. I'm sure no other narrative has ever <laughs> made that connection before. Yeah, bear with me, guys. It's a game of chess. <laughs> and um, the I students are the pawns. What? <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god. I'm sorry. I need to, I need to actually leave and process this. I just you've completely turned my world upside down. Shout I, out I can't to checkmate being the only ship that uh. matches the themes. <laughs> <laughs> um do you think Papa Schnee's good? Like, do um, you think he's good at fighting? Papa I feel like he's a, he's a little punk bitch. I have heard <laughs> so many bad things about Papa Schnee from Weiss and Winter. Papa Schnee is an ape. Papa Schnee <laughs> they, is shredded. They talk to me personally. No, I mean, they, it seems like both of them had overwhelmingly negative experiences with Papa Schnee. So, 
I'm kind of expecting maybe um, in addition to the extremely positive warm dadliness we get from Taiyang, we might see some conflict between Weiss and uh, her father in sort of a, you know, here's what good parenting looks like. Here's what not so good parenting looks like. I am also uh, on the topic of Papa Schnee. I'm actually kind of really happy that he has a mustache. Because it makes it that much closer to him being the Monopoly man. No! <laughs> and that will forever be my headcanon Until for Papa Schnee. right? <laughs> Unfortunately, he has hair and he's not what wearing if, a top hat. What if he's hat. actually based off of Mr. Moneybags? <laughs> what is Moneybags' first name? Uh, Montgomery. Montgomery? Really? Sure, why not? Montgomery Schnee. <laughs> Montgomery Moneybags Schnee. <laughs> oh my god. M.M. Schnee. The third Esquire. <laughs> Esquire. Of Atlas. First of his name. Oh King of the Andals and the First Men. I want to see I want to see Weiss go back to Atlas and, like, make him stop, like, taking over good dust shops because of her experiences with, like, Flint and all them. I mm. feel and like then he'll be a, like, yeah. no, go study in your room. Yeah. I want to see Winter bust Weiss out. That's all I'm waiting for. I'm Winter's actually... gonna be that sister. She's like, I fucked up. I can't let you fuck up. You need to go back to Vale. I kind of want Weiss to run away. I um, yeah. Everyone does. Who because wants her it, to stay? because she could run to Ironwood, and then she could get a repaired penny, and they could go off together, and they could and meet up with Team Ranger or Team Orange. And I always say Orange what's, because what's that ship name? Weiss and uh, Penny. Uh, it was uh, <sighs> Cold Hard Cash. <laughs> that's incredible did you just come up with that no i that's way too funny for me to have come up with on the fly i'm sure i heard that somewhere else but i can't remember where oh my god (laughs) well if it wasn't the name before it is now (laughs) it is law you I want Ironwood to go books. against uh, Papa Schnee. Like, in in the event of something happening, I would be like, no, shut up! Like, and, and like everyone's taken back by it. Yeah. Ugh. Um. The reason why I'm hoping Weiss goes and picks up Penny and meets up with everybody is because I remember back when um people had f- for sort of first like the implications that of of Pira's name and like its relations to Pyrrhic victory had yeah. sort of sunk in in like the well the first wave of fandom theorizers people started saying oh so when Pira eventually dies yeah who's gonna replace her on Team Juniper and people were like well. Maybe Penny could. <gasps> oh my god. Her her name also starts with P. But like now that Penny is in pieces and supposedly <laughs> she's dead. Uh, she's in quarters now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um right. I, I, I hope that because she's a robot she can come back. But yeah, you know, we'll see. Cloud storage. <laughs> Yeah, Penny, Penny <laughs> yeah, made a backup has a of herself though. before this battle. <laughs> De- like Delta, where he's like, did you just make a backup of yourself? <laughs> Dick move, Penny. Dick move. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but um, going... No, I, I think, can't think of a good segue. Um, <laughs> oh, I, no, fuck the segues. I want to talk about Ozpin fighting fucking... What's her face? Oh, uh, Cinder. Cinder. Yeah, I yeah let's, talk, let's talk about Ozpin fighting Cinder. He had the best references in his moveset. The the bubble shield was obviously a reference yes! to Carolyn. Yeah, I love yes! that. 
bubble uh, shield. I was like, and like oh. the like the speed ups. I forget what it is, but like the uh, it, that was also like a, a it might have been a reference because of uh Carolina's like I forget what mm-hmm. it's called, but it speeds her up. That was so cool. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, and and also um the bit where he like destroyed all of the ice crystals from the air that was very very much Matrix inspired. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like when Trinity's shooting at Agent Smith. <laughs> also, uh, Daft, I'd just like to say that gift set you made of the uh, Ozpin poke you thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I laughed for a solid three minutes. <laughs> just like I had, to, I had to get up. I had to walk away. <laughs> I, to, I, I, I blame I blame Rain for encouraging that. Um, the thing was, I I was looking at it. I was making the gift set, um, the battle gift set, um, and I was working on that gift. And I looked at it, and I was sort of thinking in my head, I should make a Facebook poke joke about this. And Rain walks by. Rain was visiting because it was uh, Valentine's Day weekend, and he's like, oh, <laughs> Ozpin has poked you on Facebook." And I was like. Okay, we both yes. thought of it, and Rain made Rain actually made the joke. I need to make a gift. I need to make a gift of this, and I did. Um, Rain actually sent me a poke on Facebook. I think for the first time ever, so that I could Photoshop <laughs> Is that still it. That's the thing. A, I thought they got removed. Yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. Um, and Somehow. So I made a joke that only people who were on Facebook like five years ago would even know was a thing. <laughs> well, I found it's official. it to be I'm making hilarious. jokes for old people now. <laughs> Oh god, am I an old people? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, going going back to talking about Ozpin. Oh um, my god, I hope he's dead. How the hell does he know Salem? He's not. He's not dead. He's, he's definitely not. not. They said he, he's missing in action, and they always confirm yeah. deaths. Yeah, yeah. like like uh, in in Red versus Blue parlance, he's just not here right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, don't it, kill me. It's, also, he um, was narrating the story at the very beginning in the first episode alongside Salem, and Salem repeats her narration at the end of the last episode, so we can assume wherever Salem is, Ozpin's there talking to her about... Well, he doesn't have to be there. They- Literally in the first episode, he responds to her, and she responds back. Uh, so this entire uh, this entire series is just like her holding him captive and telling him the entire story of what she's seen. That would be funny. But the thing uh. is, if he were there... Why, why would she be monologuing at him and saying, I can't wait to watch you burn instead of just killing him? Like, because he also inter- he also s- tells stories of the, like, the maidens and all of that. So they, she, like, they interact in between telling stories, and she's probably going to come back to him. Plus, she probably needs a hostage or something. She probably just hates she him. She might just be letting him live just so that she can let him see her destroy everything he built, and so he could suffer, and then kill him. Some men just like to watch the world burn. Or they could just have a, a narrator thing. I think they're just corresponding. Um, yeah. Oh, like I a mean, dear director thing. Yeah. Um, or like through letters, dear like, Salem. like like maybe maybe Ozpin sends Crow and um, Salem sends Raven and a Crow, Crow. And, and 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 Ozpin's like, well, you tell Salem I said this, and Salem's oh like, you tell you tell Ozpin I said this, or you know, you tell Crow I said this. Um, so it's actually just one long there. passive aggressive argument. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and then it's actually aggressive because <laughs> Salem sent an army. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is now aggressive. <laughs> we we gotta um, call it that. Her having Ozpin captive also raises questions of how she would have captured him when he was fighting with Cinder, and also seemed to be winning. 
Um, yeah, he, I, he seems more powerful. Like, like he he was beating Cinder, and so I thought that Cinder was fleeing, and then it turned out Ozpin was gone. Um, so I'm actually wondering. He's an um, old man. Yeah. Well, here. So I have a, I have a theory, and like it, it also explains or would explain why Ozpin wasn't fighting before, and not that's not because like he was lazy or he was afraid, but because um, Ozpin only has a limited amount of time in which he can use his powers um, before he runs out of time. Kind of like in a pro chess match mm-hmm. where you have your timer that you need, you know, you need to make a move in a certain amount of time and you only have a certain amount of time to like think and strategize and do stuff before you run out. That's why. And, and so... You know, um, I think that um, Ozpin was trying to beat Cinder in a certain amount of time, and he was just a little too slow. He was he was on his way to do his finishing move against her um, cascade of fire. Uh, he was jumping up in his uh, in his bubble shield, and then everything went white, and he was transported away somewhere else. Um, I'm wondering if there's a spawn point somewhere, or maybe he's in, like, a timeout dimension. No pun intended. <laughs> well, ju- but this does, yeah, that does make me wonder what is so special about the maiden powers, because it didn't help her beat Ozpin. It doesn't allow her to one-shot kill people the way Adam can one-shot destroy Yang's aura and cut off her arm. So what does the maiden power grant her? And what? how does it relate to Ruby's new power? The maiden power is probably really 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 effective against grim yeah because mm-hmm. if you think about it like what is the actual main like evil thing like the the embodiment of evil allegedly in this the world grim. allegedly mm-hmm. the grim yeah so perhaps the power was sort of you know quote unquote made not necessarily to fight people but just to fight the grim so that humanity could get to a point where they f- were safer. So Cinder well, yeah. wants the power so that the actual people fighting the Grimm can't have it. Yeah. So yeah. Grimm can sort of uh, take back over. And, you know, they're, they're sort of all about plunging the world back into darkness, mm-hmm. you know, destroying the CTT, uh, destroying, like, all of Vale, getting a huge mecha dragon Grimm to... Um, <laughs> You know, hold up on uh, top of the CTT. You know, it, it seemed all about sort of destroying humanity's current progress. So it could have been that, you know, back in the time when the maiden powers were granted, back in the time of fairy tales, Grimm were a huge problem. And with the maiden powers combined, like all four powers, they were able... powers combined. Yeah, they summoned Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. <laughs> and Ozpin came down from the heavens. And <laughs> all right. Speaking of that, I want to talk about the new power because I actually, I actually wanted to get on that topic, although it wasn't mine, but uh, of Ruby's new power. And she's all right. Is it like confirmed that she's the summer maiden? No, it's not. Not. It's quite. not confirmed. I, but so... I, I feel like everyone kind of knows. Like, just because, I hope like, she isn't. I I kind of hope she is, just because her, I mean, her fucking mom is named Summer Rose, and I kind of hope that her dying, she passed that power on to Ruby, but, like, it was laying dormant. It sure would be nice if we knew the limitations and rules of the most important yeah. part of the plot. Yeah. It sure yeah. would be really nice would. if we knew anything about the Maidens, or if they were foreshadowed more, that would be really great. 
They were like, hey, yeah, let's give them a lore dump and then get rid of the two characters who are most involved in the lore dump. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, so, Crow's whole story about the Silver-Eyed Warriors, I really, so, so... My very first reaction was, this is complete and utter BS. Crow doesn't want to tell Ruby that she has maiden powers because he doesn't want her to die young like her mother did. Mm-hmm. She's already super heroically determined. And if he says, you have a power that could potentially rival Cinder's, she will be gone before he can finish his sentence. Oh, of course. Um, but <laughs> I, thinking on a little bit more, um, especially given that Crow has shapeshifting powers and also... um. The excellent Slitherclaw on Tumblr um, pointed out uh, in a chat with me that um, Glinda apparently can also make storms. Um, She did so in the very first episode. That there might be some other more minor magics uh, hanging around as well. Um, And that perhaps this silver-eyed warriorhood, um, while not being a major power, could be something that Ruby had in addition to a grim power or not a grim power a maiden power that makes her especially effective against grim such that she just froze one in place without even you know trying to do anything um just so upset that all this power poured out of her and look it completely froze a grim in place and we don't know what happened to cinder and etc so i do think that Ruby's probably a maiden, but I think she's also probably something more. Oh, yeah, of course. And she's, yeah. you know, she's she's an anime protagonist. She can have two different powers that combined make her more powerful than any of the other ones. <laughs> we just need to find out what exactly the story is. Yeah, um, and this is when it would be really good to get a um, hard, fast line on what is the difference between Dust and Aura and maiden magic and semblance yeah and semblances because oh don't worry i'm sure they'll make a world of remnant explaining it that you can only access from one of the dvds (laughs) on the dvd there's yeah yeah no well now that i'm realizing the semblances are hereditary sometimes i would love to see like only sometimes apparently only sometimes i want to see i do want to see like uh Raven and like Tai Yang's semblance. I want to see Yang turn into like a dragon or something cool because yeah, I want to see. Would, yeah, because sometimes they can get their own. Yeah, like like her burn, um, rather than just being like a fire that comes out of her, is like a fire that actually takes form, and she's just like this enormous dragon made of fire, like kicking things or, butts, yeah, yeah. or just a giant. Like a, like a falcon punch, like with a dragon face. Consider just like... this. <laughs> dragon face. Now I'm thinking about uh, Carrie's character from X-Ray. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what about a phoenix? Oh. No, I mean, like, they wouldn't yeah. hold true to her character, which means it, Yang Xiaolong is, what is it, golden? Dragon. Little sun dragon. Little sun dragon, yeah. Like, that would just be really cool to have, like, some dragon-related, like, attack or something. A, a uh. phoenix would be cool too, as well, because her 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 mom's a bird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. The, like a fiery bird. Yeah. It like both. It can go either ways with her father's name or her her like. Either one would be cool. Yeah. I just let her have like a a fire form. Let her yeah. kill someone. That li- let her kill Adam Taurus dead. I think the last thing Yang wants or needs right now is to kill anybody. Yeah. yeah. Except for Adam. I, know. I want Adam dead. That would be satisfying for us as an audience, but it would be very bad for her as a character. Mm, okay, that's 
That's fair. What would that do for, like, Blake? I, I I did not like the fact that Adam turned out to be, like, that abusive asshole that everyone predicted. Adam completely took me by surprise. When when he said, hello, my darling, oh, I, I was cringed. like, oh, crap. Darling. Oh, and no. I was like, Ugh. He's yeah, one I'm... of those guys. No. <laughs> yeah. Sure would have been nice if they foreshadowed that instead of yeah. dropping it on us. Well, Blake did say that he changed and that he oh, yeah. hurt people and that he claimed it was self-defense and then she started to believe him. Like, it wasn't like she said outright he was abusive to me, but it was sort of suggested. Yeah, yeah. I was never under the impression that Adam was a good guy, but the whole weird stalkery love, love triangle yeah. aspect. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Maybe a bit uncomfortable because mm. I feel like it, it wasn't like at all portrayed at any time until this season that he had something for her. Yeah, that's, and yeah. he probably felt threatened by Yang's presence. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Maybe between the black trailer and volume three, oh, um, Taurus yeah. found R the red pill. <laughs> and that just explains the whole thing. Well, it would fit his color motif. I, I don't like that how powerful he was. I wanted there to be more of a fight between, like, at least, at least, like, a punch, like, off. But the fact that she just got cut down like nothing kind of made me sad. It made me mad because it broke the laws yeah. of the universe, but... Yeah. And I'm, I don't know how she got... She got knocked out just by getting her arm cut off, but, like... Well, I mean, the She's shock. gotten knocked I mean, have pillar. you ever gotten your arm cut off? I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, kind I of painful. If I passed out, I'd probably be screaming. She didn't say anything. She just got hit and went down, but, like... I there was no fight. There was no like her sem or her aura didn't protect her. Like nothing. Well, um, she's been knocked into so, a like a, a fucking cylinder made of concrete. I mean, so I mean, Yang probably did fight Grim on the way over there, and the yeah, fact that true. she was able to go into rage mode immediately like that—the only other time we've seen her do that, like immediately go into rage mode like that—was when Mercury sort of attacked her at the end of that <laughs> fight, or when she thought Mercury yeah. attacked her at the end of that fight. Um, and she went yeah. over and just punched the crap out of his leg. Um, <laughs> you know, she didn't have glowing red eyes there, but it was clear that she had enhanced strength. So it's possible that her aura was already pretty depleted by the time she got to Blake, and it just needed one more hit to go down. You see, well, then mm. they should have made that clear. Yeah. They didn't yeah. make that clear at all. They didn't have her look at her aura gauge and be like, I have to be careful because I'm running low on health. It was just, bam, one shot. Yeah, it was It was one of those things, I think, that they they, they kept some information for us for the shock value of it. I, and yeah. obviously your mileage will vary on how effective that was. Yeah. And additionally, like one other thing I could possibly think of is when burning your uh, semblance, because her, her semblance basically makes her almost immune to damage yeah. while she has her aura up. I mean, she, she takes the hit. Now that is now it gets absorbed into her and she can now punch something even harder. Yeah. So my only, like, possible explanation for that, and they might have to, like, I, I don't really want to say retcon, but just sort of explain that in the next volume, is mm. when she burns and when she activates her semblance, she loses that absorption and she can no longer sink a hit, which is is what would make it more dangerous for her to go into that sort of berserker mm -hmm. mode is because yeah. if she takes a powerful enough hit... She doesn't have her aura protecting her. But again, mm. that's something that should have been explained. Yeah, that's just your headcanon. That's not canon yet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's maybe so maybe now that Yang is like sulking at home, um, she'll have a chance to talk to her dad and talk to Crow and be like, Look, I didn't know this could happen to me. This is 
awful. I wouldn't have, you know, just charged in there if I didn't know my freaking arm could have been yeah. cut off like that. And now I have one arm. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, maybe uh, Yang will be just as mad about this turn of events as we are. And they'll be able to uh, explain it to us. To take a break to lighten the mood just for a second, there is one other time where she immediately went into rage mode. And it was during episode eight when everyone was falling out of the sky. Yeah, and she's like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. On the topic of dismemberment, do you guys remember how Miles' mother, who is a school teacher, shows her uh, kids this show? Uh, do you think she does that anymore? I think I think Miles like called her up and was just like, hey. I have a feeling that when they were in the writer's room after they re- like saw their numbers and how a whole bunch of kids were really enjoying it, because they've said since like Pyrrha started they were going to kill her. Like they, yeah. they knew that she was going to die eventually. They were getting worried. And this this seems to have been Monty's vision for the show in its entirety. Is it starts off light and happy, and then it edges towards yeah, the darker maybe stuff. Maybe they were never maybe they were never intending to make a kids show in the first place, but it sort of started off as one anyway. Yeah, it um, it, it became enjoyed by children, and I'm I'd imagine in the writers' room, like in the idea board session, where they're like what are we going to do for this? And like filling in these key plot elements, they're probably like, uh, yeah, we got to start the, the murder and the death part. And yeah, that's, that's coming up here. Yeah. 12 year olds watch this show. So I'm kind of glad they stuck with their intended vision, but it is kind of weird that they've like shifted. So rapidly it was into... it was a pretty drastic shift um oh, like yeah. i made i made uh, a pira gift set um just sort of in memoriam uh and like went uh went back and grabbed some clips and stuff and like while the art style has you know improved as they've sort of improved their technique and stuff the show has also become more desaturated and darker mm. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Can we just like, get, wait, I want an episode not, where we have nice things. It's not a lot more desaturated, but, like, a lot more scenes have taken place at night, and, like, a lot of stuff is, like, like t- or takes place in Twilight, so it has more of a sepia tone, things like that. Like, things are less, like, daytime, bright colors, it's more muted, and and depressing and sad. I just mean, wait till we get to that crystal dust area when, like, it's always oh, dark. yeah, except for, well, except for that. Like, that that's, like, lurid magenta. I love it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Ah. And, and they were, like, they did say, like, the game had hinted at a lot of things, and I now realize, like, dust mines, it's gonna, it's gonna be in a dust mine somewhere. And I did like Ooh. that, like, feeling. Ooh, yeah, that those those crystals are dust crystals and yeah. Ooh, and like I just thought I just thought maybe they were like like evil crystals just like growing out of the ground. <laughs> evil crystals of dubious intent. You, what, well, yeah, what would, but like, I mean, like the like the purge crystals in red versus blue. Like there were just red crystals growing out of the ground. Who knows why? They just look evil as frick. So let's have them. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the teachers, like all the teachers band together, because they just lost their headmaster. What are they going to do? Yeah, I'm actually sort of wondering if Crow has what it takes to yeah, be Crow, the next leader. Crow, like, yeah. either him or Glinda. abrasive, he drinks a lot, he doesn't get along very well with Ironwood. He doesn't get along with anyone. The very first thing he yeah. says to Pyrrha is he insults her team. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Like he doesn't get along very well with anyone, but particularly Ironwood. Like not only do they have like a personality conflict, they also have an ideology conflict. And so I'm thinking that Reluctant leader trope. Crow might need to clean up his act a little bit in order to get enough of himself together to be a leader. Maybe with the stress he starts drinking more and Glinda's like the F, dude, I'm doing all the work over here. I'm taking Ozpin's cane until you dry out. And, you know, with, with at the risk of sounding like I'm making up a very special episode here, um, I really just want Crow to stop, uh, to develop from being sort of the dirty old man uncle um, into somebody who's a little bit more respectable and who, you know, respects himself a little more, too. Yeah. I think maybe and he's headed towards that direction. He has Ozpin's cane and he's watching over the girls or the guys. I'm so used to saying the girls. It's Team Ranger now. It's Ruby and Nora are the only girls there. Oh, I'm so sad. I call it I, think, I call it orange think, just because of John yeah. and Ruby make red. Like yellow I, I think, and red. I, I think I think it's funny how um the two our two warring names for the team names are orange and green. Uh, uh, Ranger Green. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> because, I like, you know, I say because it, it needs to be a color because that's how you that's how that would be described. Oh yeah, yeah. I I mean that that orange and green is a reference to the um, oh yeah the main antagonist of the last. Also of talking about Blue. Nora. Now that I've remembered, Nora, we deserve some backstory to why Nora and Ren have oh, no home. Absolutely. I I'm actually thinking that. Um, Nora and Ruby are going to disagree. You know, sort of the oh, two yeah. most positive characters here are going to disagree on how to appropriately deal with this loss. Um, mm-hmm. Like, because they're both very positive people. But, but Nora's yeah. also extremely intense and has an interesting personal history that might lead to her doing something that Ruby thinks is unacceptable. Maybe Nora's just, like, very nonchalant about the whole thing and Ruby's like, um, Pyrrha just died! Yeah, yeah, um, and... <laughs> And it's it's I I can it's been like a few months since she's died because of the this like the change in like weather mm-hmm. like, which was actually a really nice transition I enjoyed watching yeah, that. I, I did yeah. I understood it thoroughly yeah, like nice. it was a great but I want to see like obviously Ren and Nora aren't gonna agree with Ruby all that much because they're like now that John's given up his position as leader to Ruby obviously because I don't think he's he's. Confident. You know, he's probably doubting himself. He's lost one of his teammates, and he and he's going to be agreeing with Ruby a lot, and they're probably not going to like that because they're going to want him to be like leading them again. He's they're not going to because they don't want like they're like why aren't you why aren't you agreeing with us? We're your team, not her. Blah blah blah. And there's going to be some conflict within that team mm-hmm. because like clearly they didn't she didn't know Pira as well as they did. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Yeah, and also Jean has been um, trying to come into his own as be- as being a team leader, but is still queuing heavily off of Ruby's leadership style, as we saw in um, season one, too, the tournament yeah. with the the team name attacks, um, <laughs> yeah. like the ship the ship name attacks, <laughs> yeah. um, and how it wasn't really working out so well. So I think that Jean, going back to being a uh, second fiddle here, um, he might have some difficulty accepting that and. Um, might need to both learn to accept his limitations uh, as a leader and also stop blaming um, himself and his limitations as a leader for getting Pyrrha killed. So team attacks. 
between <laughs> now the new leader of oh, Team Oh gosh. Orange. Yeah, what are they going to be we called? Got, like Renan Renan uh Renan Nora are still Flower Power. Yeah. yeah flower but flower. like <laughs> but like Ren or Ren and Ruby like Jean and Ruby all that. Like we got it. Now people are going to have to start theorizing what they would be and like I feel like their semblances could work well together. Like mm-hmm, even like yeah. with Ren and or Jean and uh Ruby like Jean and uh, especially Nora and Ruby. Just because, oh, yeah. like, the powerhouse and the speed demon. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, not, oh. God, yeah. I'm when I saw them walking so away, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, the, 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 they'd be a well-balanced team once they can learn how to work together. Do you think, do you think Ruby's ever going to mess up with uh, team names and be like, Ice Flower? Oh. Mm. Or like, Chuck- that would be heartbreaking and I really hope so. Yeah, and she, like, so. stops and, like, gets really sad and John's like, it's not the time for this. Yeah, I, I need that to happen now. Yeah, because That's she does. Sad, yeah, and I love it. And then Jean's gonna be like, Arc. No! <laughs> you! Oh no. You, I like you. They're gonna be like, flower power, and he's gonna, they're not even gonna question it. They're just gonna go with it. Oh my god. Ruby's gonna solidify the team attacks, and they're gonna make flower power, and it's gonna be clearly, like, conveyed what they're doing and how, like, they've talked about this for months and months. Like,. I don't know. I, mean, I just really yeah. want to see their team dynamic because it's going to be like the like everyone who wasn't expected to do good aside from Nora. Yeah. Mm. People don't hold Ren up high enough as he should, but like and Nora doesn't get nearly enough screen time. Mm. Somehow Ren is going to make pancakes on like their travel <gasps> <Yes>! skillet. <laughs> and Ruby's going to come out and Ruby's going to come out of her tent and be like, "Uh, where did you get the yeah. uh, the stuff to make that?" Um, magic, magic sleeves. That's a and really good like, Ruby impression. That's incredible. Magic and, 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 Nora, and Nora's like, he just makes pancakes. Yeah, Don't he just does. It. That's his and semblance. Then, <laughs> John and Nora are like, uh, John and Nora are like, he's done this. Where does he do this? And they're like, now realizing how weird it is. And Pancake like in his apparition. magic sleeve, yeah, in his, his magic sleeves slip out like a pancake, like, like, like a small iron. That's why he uh, has the big sleeves. They're full of pancake ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I don't know. I'm I'm actually really excited. I want to see. And I posted about this. Is uh, I want to see like them being in a huge fight or whatever, and then like in the midst of almost being knocked out, you just hear ah, and like the Yang smashes in and like, like. She just pops in at one point and is like, all right, I'm here. Like, yeah. out of nowhere. I burn like, on the soundtrack giant, intensifies. Yeah, I burn, like, slowly <laughs> coming in. And, like, you just see this giant robot arm, like, smash into a grim. I burn! <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it, no, I, I also am so excited to hear the music for next season. Oh. Like, now the new team, Team Orange, gets a new soundtrack. Yay! Yeah. Ugh. So... Uh, looks like we're getting close to time, so I'm going to open it up to th- uh, final thoughts from all you guys. I want to die. You want to die? <laughs> yeah, I want to I wanna be slowly let down into uh, just a pit of my own tears. <laughs> um, Tiny, tiny crackpot theory. Like the leaves of fall, Kill. three characters with orange hair died. Stop! Next season, it's winter. The Somebody orange. with white hair is going to die. The orange leaf fell. It's gonna be. It's gonna <laughs> Similar be. Similar to the last Schnee. ginger to die. Oh my god! I want Papa Schnee dead. I mean, he is right. And then Weiss summons Papa Schnee. Dude, Weiss is coming next season. Oh my god. Zach, <laughs> any final thoughts? I just want everyone to be happy again. 
Blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne. <laughs> Misery and pain for all. Well, that's all then. My final thoughts are, of course, shout out to Caesar Altagracia and shout Yay! out to the entire <laughs> Ruby crew for a wonderful season. Yay! It broke everyone's hearts except Fuck for mine. You. Sorry, I'm an emotionless robot. <laughs> but it was really cool. Hooray for heartbreak. You were happy Bring back about Ospen, it, you 2K16. sick fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> sick bastard. I wasn't happy about it happening per se. I was Don't happy lie. to watch everyone around me burn. <laughs> Dude, no longer, it's no longer Bobby I Tim's burn, just sitting there. He's just like, and I can't <laughs> wait to watch the fandom burn. And with that, we're going to wrap up the episode. Thank you all for joining me for the final episode of the Beacon Broadcast for the season. I'd like to thank Daft Prodigy, Zextran, and Grant for being on the last podcast today. And I will see you next season. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Please keep that in. (laughs) With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.